Freebooters Network. Hi, this is Devin Truck with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another issue of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. We hope you enjoy the show. Issue 28 of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy, the comic book podcast. My name is Ian Clark, and I am joined, as always, by the battling bachelor himself, Mr. Andrew Howard. Andy, how are you? By Crom, I'm, I'm well. <laughs> yes, I, I should point out, Andy, uh, just bachelor for the week. His uh, lovely wife is away on a girl's trip, so he's uh, he's been hanging out and probably reading a bunch of comic books, I'm guessing. Uh, I did read some, you know, it's... Uh... One of my guilty pleasures in life is British murder mysteries. And there was a series that I loved. They were hour and a half long episodes. Perfect amount of time for me to watch like a a single episode at a time. Um, And I found out that there were two seasons I hadn't seen, but they were only available on BritBox. Which, for those of you that don't know, BritBox is basically you can get any TV show that was ever on British television. Um and so I I did the free subscription, and I've been binge watching those every night. So yes, oh. so so that, what have I done when I return to Bachelor Life? I return to watching British murder mysteries. <laughs> What's the show? What was which one? Uh, the one I really like is called the Midsummer Mysteries. Um, so it's not Midsummer; it's Midsummer. Like, but it's a fictional um, area in. England, so it's like the hamlet of Midsummer, and so there's just like that um, town where Jessica Fletcher is from. Like it does, <laughs> yeah. it's a small, quiet part of England where everybody kills everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that, that always. I, I know you kind of park your brain at the door for stuff like that, but yeah, that did always uh, strike me as odd. That it's like, boy, you, this this little little main town where Jessica Fletcher lives is like the murder capital of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I, I think this show pokes at least once they've poked fun of that. Um, that it just seems to be, but they make it they make it big enough that like there's enough little towns. It's almost like um. They're in like Rockingham County or like, so they're in a county almost. So there's like lots of towns within that county. So they spread it out enough. Like, um, yeah, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, that's been, yeah. And what's funny too, and it relates more to comics and science fiction and stuff. I was originally looking at BritBox because I wanted to, I thought this was a perfect time for me to go back and watch some old, uh, Doctor Who. Oh yeah, uh, and that's on there. But then I saw, <laughs> and I think it's because when I was a kid, my mom would watch Mystery on PBS. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, and the Sherlock Holmes stuff that was on there. In fact, to be one hundred percent honest, now that I've burned through the Midsummer Mysteries, I'm going back and watching the old Sherlock Holmes. Nice. Yeah, uh, but I can do other stuff while that's on in the background. That's why I love these shows. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, yeah. So yeah. So being home for a week on my own um yeah, again i i miss my wife but it's funny it, it it's like it, i was a bachelor for a while so i i remember what to do at least <laughs> and now so it's got everything i would be curious and it may not hold up but i remember as a kid like i watched i watched doctor who uh, on pbs and, and for whatever reason that it's such a strange thing that pbs 
like so much of their programming was British based, uh, but uh, and maybe still is. I don't know. I haven't watched PBS in a long time, but like I would watch the Tom Baker Doctor Who. But there were other things I would watch, and there was something that I absolutely loved when I was like probably middle school, high school, and I'm curious if it holds up. But it was a British sitcom called Are You Being Served? Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, which I thought was super funny when I was a kid. I, I wonder if it's any good, like as a grown up. But that's um, so funny. Like that was one my parent, my mom loved, but I, it was weird. Sometimes I thought it was funny, but I think maybe there was some of it that was just going over my head. Yeah, well, and it's very much that British dry humor too. So. And it's super oldie, and I just looked it up. Uh, oh yeah, it started in the sixties, didn't it? 72 season one was 1972 and it goes through and when it had 10 seasons so it looked like it must have because it went to 85 so it must have jumped at some point oh yeah so 79 was season seven and then it skipped a year and went to 81 and then skipped a year and went to 82 and skipped a year and went to 85 huh that's interesting or 83 and then 85 yeah I didn't know it went that long but yeah I just I just remember watching that it was like Saturday night for whatever reason uh, had like Doctor Who and Are You Being Served and stuff like that. So I would I would watch that if like haberdashery. <laughs> I learned the word haberdashery. Yeah, yeah. They had that. It was in a big big like department store. That was yeah. oh, man. I yeah. I might. Is there a free trial for or like a, a for BritBox? Because I would be curious just to to get it for like a week just to watch some of those to see if it's any. <laughs> there is. Um, and you know what'll be really funny is if I'll bring my Fire Stick up to Maine. Because I have it through Amazon right now. <laughs> we'll put that on and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That sounds like a plan. All right. All right. Well, we've we've diverged here. Uh, to, oh, to gosh. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. Um, <laughs> so, all right. We can kick the show off. Let's move on to the first, first uh, segment of the show. Currently, humanity looks to the Internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair, and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts, and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. Got it, 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 all right, welcome into the poll list where we discuss what we have been reading, and I have a surprise for Andy this time around, uh, but you can go first if you want, or you can hear about my surprise. Oh, I want to hear your surprise. Okay, so last time out I said, oh, I'm going to go back and I got all, you know, I'm collecting the original Conan and I'll go through, and then I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, eh, nobody really wants to hear me talk about my thoughts on a comic book that's literally 50 years old so uh i'm not gonna do that uh i'm still reading through them and enjoying them 
but I don't think that's particularly engaging for the listeners. So what I decided to do is every month now on Comixology, I am going to pick something to read, one or two things that interest me, and, and new books, and I will talk about those. So I have two that I uh, read this month, and I can I can talk nice. about those. Yeah, I can talk about those, or you can do some. No, no, go, go. I love it. I love it. All right. So I I wanted to pick up uh, Conan: The Serpent War. Which is, I believe, a four-issue series. I think it's already done, but I, I read issue one, and I had heard mixed reviews. But I kind of wanted to see for myself what it, you know, what it was about. I, I knew it had like Moon Knight and some other Robert E. Howard characters all mixed in, and I can't remember. Did you pick this one up? I did. Okay, so I read the first one, and I'll probably end up finishing it. But it, um, and forgive me if you if you talked about it. I remember you maybe saying a little bit about it, but I don't, I don't remember if we touched on much of this, but um, issue one was a little tough to figure out if it's going to be any good because it's very much set up. It's bringing all the characters together and everything like that. But obviously I love Conan and I love Moon Knight. So it's like, this was written for me. So, um, and I, I like some of the other characters. I remember now you talked about Red Agnes and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep going with it, but you know, the first issue wasn't great, but it was all set up. So, uh, so yeah, did you end up finishing the whole thing or I did? And it's, it's very much, um, kind of like Savage Avengers where you've got a lot of characters that aren't, that don't necessarily fit to fit together. Uh, so it's, it's trying to tell all their stories at once and, I don't know if it happens in the first issue, but by the second issue, they've paired off. Yeah, um, it at the very end of the first one. Okay, I wasn't sure. So they're paired off for a lot of it. Um, so that makes it that makes it interesting as well, because um, they do Red Agnes and Conan, and then Solomon Kane and Moon Knight, um, and it's. It has its strengths and weaknesses. I, I'd finish it out. Like I also think the story itself was a little confusing, um, but it does wrap up pretty well. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things where it, it's a little bit it's a little confusing even through the four issues. But it's fun because it's it's two really cool characters and then two other characters as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'll keep going with it because it. it held my interest enough and like i said i like all those characters so uh you know and if it's only four issues then i can i can slog through that but um so that was one that one felt like a no-brainer for me to to pick up and then i decided i looked through for a long time i'm like oh you know andy's talked about this one this one sounds really cool but in the end what i decided to do was just say all right what is going on with one of my favorite characters let me jump into batman let me see what's going on in Batman. And I should have paid a little better attention because I came in. The current issue is like issue three of a of a storyline. And I should have started with one, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm obviously able to piece things together. But there's some stuff that I didn't know what was, you know, what what was what. So I should have kind of paid attention and, and gone a couple issues back to start with the start of the arc. And I may go back and do that. But uh uh, you know, I love Batman. I've I've read Batman on and off for thirty years, uh, and I have I have a lot of a lot of my old like the, you know, the fifty cent bin comics. I'll pick up a lot of times are Batman books because a lot of times you can get the uh, like the eighties and early nineties runs when uh, Marv Wolfman was doing it, and um, 
uh, Alan Grant, and I actually really like those guys as a team on Batman. So, uh, so yeah, I like Batman a lot, and I was like, I'll, I'll just see what's going on, and I know vaguely what's going on. I know Batman's like romantically involved with Catwoman now. Um, so it was, you know, there was a few things, like I said, where I was like, well, I don't really know what's going on here. I, you know, don't get that. But for the most part, I was able to, you know, make my way through it. And uh, I actually really enjoyed it. And so now I think I'm going to go back and start the arc over and uh, and maybe keep going with the Batman ongoing series for, for a little bit because uh, I did enjoy it. I liked the artwork a lot and thought the, the story was interesting and, and seems to be going to interesting places uh, with a couple of the characters. So, so I really enjoyed it. it so it was kind of nice to jump into like a regular superhero monthly again. So I think I'm going to keep going with, with Batman for a bit. What's the title? What's the actual title of it? Do you know, the of the story arc, or, or just, no, just the the because there's so many Batman. Oh, I ju- it was just Batman. I was like, oh, do I go yeah. detective or Batman? I was like, I'll just go okay. straight up Batman and see what happens. And uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it, and I'm gonna go back and and read the first two of this arc and and keep going and you know see see how long it holds my attention. But I. You know, like I said, I, I love that character, and if he's well done, and if the, his supporting cast is well done, then it'll hold my interest for a bit. So, um, so yeah, so that was kind of fun. So, so is that like what, what issue is that? Like eighty-eight or something? Or uh, I believe I believe it's eighty-eight. I think eighty-nine okay. is coming out. It yep. was it's part three of whatever the, and I don't know if it says on the cover or not what part it is in the storyline, but um, yeah, I don't think so. I'm trying but to it see. Was, it was part three, uh, and I can't even remember what was on the. I, I have Comicsology. I could I could bring it up, but it's um, the it's got like Deathstroke and yes, yep. yep, yep, yep. That was another reason I picked it up. I was like, oh, I, you know, I like Deathstroke too. So, we'll uh, yeah. So so the the earlier ones of this run of Batman, I believe, are available on Comicsology right now. Like so. Like, yeah, I think pretty much a huge run of Batman, like all the way back a long time, is I think you can pick up. Whatever. Yeah, so this started in 2016, and so at least, well, it looks like the first 30 are are available uh, through Comicsology. So, yeah, yeah, 32. So you can get the first 32 of this. Yeah, and of... I don't know if I'll go back that far i might just go back to the start of this storyline and then yeah. and then go from there because i've never and this will play into we have a question in the mailbag later and this will kind of tie into to what we talk about later but um i've never minded jumping in you know in the middle of a you know wherever it is and and just kind of picking up from there i, I figure you're, you're able to tell enough from you know the what's happening and the um what's the word i'm looking for uh just inferring from right. the, from from the storyline and from you know what's what's being said and that type of stuff, uh, you can kind of piece everything together and and go from there. So, um, but yeah, I thought I thought I'd try and we talked about it on the last episode of Nerd Herders, our New Year's resolutions, and one of mine was to to read more comics and read more newer comics. So um, that'll be my goal is to try some new stuff every month. And you know what? Like I I have great fun going in and finding some of the stuff that's free on comiXology that may that like that may not be something i i typically read um i get burnt a lot but i also have a ton of fun just finding kind of random titles in there and usually they'll 
they'll have like four or five volumes sometimes. So you can, you can kind of fill up, you know, what you want to, you know, spend on time reading for, for a while there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, that was it for me, but I have a kind of a couple of new things to talk about. So, um, yeah, what do you got? All right. So, um, so I just uh, I tried to organize everything because I, I too want to try to talk about things a little bit differently when we do uh, the pull list as well because I do have a couple of kind of ongoing series, uh, but I I have a tendency to also try out new things for a, a little while. So in terms of some of like the longer ongoing ones, uh, I'm still really enjoying uh, Manifest Destiny from Image. Uh, that's the Lewis and Clark uh, one uh, where there's kind of a supernatural element to it. Um, I, again, they're they're halfway across the country, so they still got a long way that they can kind of go with that. Um, still enjoying Black Panther. Um, that one's been super interesting. The, the last probably 10 issues or so uh, because they've been – they basically because of a time warp, there was a, an entire Wakandan – universe so basically there was some wakandans that ended up out in space but because of some time dilation thing they had thousands of years to kind of conquer their little corner of space um and then what happens when they get reunited with kind of earth wakanda um the newest conan the barbarian came out um that's still a good series i've decided that's what i'm doing though i'm down to conan the barbarian uh in terms of the conan series um I did. I did read all of um, the Serpent War, um, and it looks like there there's at least another new Conan one-off um, that came out this month. I didn't. I, I was just like, you know what? I've got I've got the Conan that I really like, and I'm not a hundred percent sure about putting Conan in other other storylines, yeah. uh, which is something I'll talk about in a, in a second too. Um, I found a couple uh, cool new ones in uh, January, end of January, February. Um, something that came out this week, New Vader. Oh, all right. I'll and have to pick that up. What's super awesome about this is this is Vader right after Empire. So he knows oh. that Luke is alive. And the first issue, not to give away too much, is... Like, how did Luke survive? Like, like who who hid Luke from me? You know, right, right. So, like, basically, is off doing his own thing. So it's like, what was Vader doing between Empire and Jedi? Um, which, if you think, there's a lot going on between Empire. Like, there's a good amount of there's enough time between Empire and Jedi to kind of fill a good a good run but that's uh, where shadows of the empire I'm, I'm i guess maybe did i don't know did disney toss out shadows of the empire when they took over because that's where that's when shadows of the empire takes place and um he's he's battling with prince shizor the um who's like a big crime boss um, they may pull that in like i said this is just issue one so sure. we'll see what happens um one that grabs my attention this month um it's a marvel title but the character on the cover looked so much like Swamp Thing. But I was like, wait, is this like a new man thing type thing? So it is a weapon plus. So it's part of like the weapon X program, you know, the the Wolverine, all that. Um, but he is he's like a 
uh, a man thing where but he's kind of like Swamp Thing. Uh, so he's he's kind of plant based. Uh, it's fun. It, I like it. Like it's like it's giving me Swamp Thing in the Marvel universe. Um, so that's a fun new one. The, um, the, have I ever told you about the so in <laughs> in the seventies? The most famous one that Marvel did was the was Giant Size X Men, but they did a bunch of these giant size books, and one of the ones they did was Giant Size Man Thing. So for a long time, and this was this was when I was like a, a sports writer and a beat writer. So I'd be at like you know, Patriots games or, or minor league hockey games or whatever. And on my as my background wallpaper, on my laptop, I would have the cover to Giant Size Man Thing number one, so that I could uh, because again I'm uh, perpetually a a uh, teenage boy. I would ask people if they had seen my Giant Size Man Thing. <laughs> 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 that's awesome yeah so it's just you know they did that one on purpose like oh, yeah. oh, giant size x-man yeah giant size spider-man whatever it's like hey hey we should we should totally do giant size man thing <laughs> it's funny too because i didn't because that's a very short-lived series and he's kind of like a goof character in a lot of things because mm-hmm. um, it looks like it ran from like 79 to 81 yeah, and uh, it's definitely a ripoff of swamp thing yeah, like, like they don't even try and hide it. Like man, no. thing, Swamp Thing. Yeah, it's no, no. And the new one doesn't even like it looks exactly like Swamp Thing. Like they're not. They're trying even less now, <laughs> which I think is awesome. That's cool. um, that's always fun when you're, they're just like, eh, eh, yeah, whatever. We all know what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go with it. D- DC, you're not doing very good with your uh, with your um, licenses. We're just gonna take it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's carrying like yeah. It's a it's a cool cover, like um, and cool covers usually get me to at least read the first few pages. Um, so that's uh, so Darth Vader Weapon Plus two new ones. I don't know how well Weapon Plus will do. We'll we'll stick it out for a little bit. Um, a random one that I picked up. They're doing a whole bunch of uh, Ravencroft. Do you? Do you know the whole like Ravencroft is the Marvel version of um, Arkham Ar- Asylum, Arkham. basically? Yeah, a, a little bit. It it doesn't seem like, I, I, like it feels like it's been around for a little bit, but they haven't done a ton with it. I don't know a ton about it. Yeah, so I think I think a lot of like um, low powered supers got stashed there, like. Um, but there, there was one. There was uh, ruins of Ravencroft, Dracula, and it was it was Captain America versus Dracula. So I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, it's about as good as you think it can get. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but there's a whole. They're doing a whole bunch of them. Um, I don't know. And it, again, it's one of those ones where I was just like, eh, I'll check it out. Um, Doctor Strange uh, started up again, uh, but now he's Doctor Strange uh, Surgeon Supreme. Um, so he's his hands are healed. So he's back to doing surgery by day, uh, sorcery by night. Um, and sometimes it's like a mix of both. Huh. That's, that's interesting. That's... That's... You would have thought they might have done something. I don't know. It's one of those ideas when I hear it. I'm like, I, I'm a little surprised they haven't done that before. Like, you know what I mean? Setting him back to, like, repairing his hands or whatever. That's Yeah, that's, that's I think he got so involved in being the Sorcerer Supreme that um, 
but again, it's it's one of those things where, and he's he guest stars in so many other comics too. So I think they're just trying to do something a little bit uh, with him. Um, weird new one that I picked up from Image, Undiscovered Country. So our near future, uh, America decides to literally completely wall itself off, like to the point where you can't even fly into the country. Like the walls are like hundreds of feet tall there's anti-aircraft like weaponry all over it and so the outside world has not heard anything from america in in a number of years um but then there's some need to to get back into america um so a a group is headed in there and then there's weirdness ensues that the inside of america has changed dramatically and 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 in a very different way than the rest of the world. So it adds a lot of weird um, to what I thought was just going to be like, oh, it's isolationist America. Like maybe it's kind of dystopian future, but it's it's like weird future. Uh, huh. That's yeah. interesting. That's, a, that's an image one. Uh, I'll do a couple more here. I'm really enjoying all the new X-Men stuff. Um so I've been reading X-Men, X-Force, uh, and Marauders. Um, they are all super, super fun. Um, to, to catch you up, basically, there is a sentient island that the mutants have all moved to. And with Cerebro, this island, and some other mutants, anytime a mutant dies they're able to clone them and bring them back with a, basically a backup of who they were. So mutants can't really be killed anymore, or if they're killed, they just bring them back. And to basically the, all the mutants, like, so Charles Xavier's is like, Nope, every mutant. So apocalypse, Magneto, sinister, everybody lives there. Um, the hellfire club. So, um, Emma Frost, uh, Sebastian Shaw, everybody is there on the island uh, that wants to be there. Uh, and any mutant can go there. And they have ways, like the island is, like a lot of stuff is organic. So like the island can create gateways that they can kind of jump to different places. So it's it's been super fun. Um, I'm, I'm really, really liking it. Um, especially the Marauders one, because that's more of, it's got a real, uh, Kitty Pride is, um, is kind of like a, the captain of a pirate ship um, because some weird thing with her ability to kind of teleport, not teleport, but kind of phase through phase, things yep. doesn't allow her to go to the island. So she's the only mutant that oh, can't, that's cool. can't go through the gates to get to the island. She can take a boat there, but she can't use the gateways and stuff. So it's, it's just super fun. Like, and there's a lot of great characters because you, you know, you've got, Beast is really fun right now because Beast is running like um, the islands. He's their CIA. So super like and willing to act like the CIA would. So super smart and willing to do what he needs to do in order to protect the island. Um, it's been super fun. Um, but that's, that's cool. yeah. Yeah, and that's X Men, X Force, and Marauders that I've been I've been reading, and those they all tie in well together, and they they've been a lot of fun. Um, one last one I want to mention. Uh, I know um, the Old Guard, 
So the old guard was a series from image uh, a couple years ago, and they're actually coming out with a movie uh, for it soon. Um, it, I think I can't remember who they're going to have in it, but basically there are a few individuals on the planet that are immortal. Um, they're, nearly impossible to to kill short of kind of drowning and so and they someone worked together they're trying to protect their identity so they did a uh a series it was really good in my opinion uh and they're they just started a new new one i think probably to kind of tie in a little bit to the fact that they're doing a they're doing a movie and stuff but I I really like it. I like the idea of these kind of like immortals, um, you know, that are just trying to blend in for the most part. It's very much like the Highlander. Uh, oh, okay. Except cool. they don't get any special powers from killing each other, but it has a a super Highlander feel to it uh, because. It, they're all warriors at this point because that's you know if you think about it for most of the world's history like there's a lot of fighting going on so and then what better line of work to be in than being a mercenary um if you if you can't die yeah huh that's cool but yeah i think like i said there's a movie based on the comic book yeah it's uh the new movie's going to have like uh charlie's theron um Matthias, um, uh, Schro- uh, I can never say his name. Um, he's been in a couple things we know. Um, but anyway, that's that's been me for the last two months. Um, you know, I even though I have this huge list, it, it's a lot of it's the same titles, and it's a lot of ones that I'm really trying to just kind of stick with as well. Nice, yeah. awesome, yeah, cool, bunch of different stuff in there. Yeah, awesome. Oh. I forgot to mention oh. two things. Yeah, Sorry. go ahead. DC's Black Label. Um, still enjoying Basketful of Heads, um, which I mentioned before. Yep, uh, yep. Set in Maine. Um, girl is kidnapped, ends up with an antique or artifact, which is a Norse axe that when she kills people with it, they if she chops off their head, the head stays alive. Um, and this poor girl um, is just having a hard time. Um, <laughs> But that's really good. And, <laughs> yeah. And there's another one, The Last God. Um, very kind of D&D fantasy-esque where you've got like a group of heroes that supposedly vanquished the evil but apparently never did. Um, and now it's years later and evil's back. But yeah. both Last God and Basketful of Heads are really dark. I think that's why DC is doing that whole black label thing. Yeah. It's cool that they're doing that. I really like it. Yes. Nice. All right. Cool. Well, that's a that's a pretty good pull list for the month then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a month and a half. So yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Awesome. All right. Well, we will move on. Lord Aku, the samurai has escaped our clutches once again. You have failed me again, my daughter. If the foolish samurai has once again escaped, then you shall be banished. Dad. You need to chill out. It's time to go on a Geek Nation tour. A what? A Geek Nation tour, where they have tours of Middle Earth, feudal Japan, and even a Star Trek tour. No! We must capture the... Wait, did you say Star Trek tour? Yep. To geeknationtours.com! 
It is entitled Naturan de Manto, roughly translated Book of the Dead. The book is bound in human flesh and inked in human blood. Okay, welcome into Read This, where we discuss a trade paperback or a story arc or a one-shot or something like that that we want you to read along with us. And last time out, it was Andy's pick, and he picked Bloodshot, because uh, Bloodshot has a movie coming out. And what was the name of it? Was Is it Setting the World on Fire? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Yes, so that's what we... Yeah, so uh, I didn't know much about Bloodshot, one of the uh, Valiant Comics uh, characters, uh, so I was eager to check this out. So, And this was your first time reading anything, Bloodshot. Is that right, Andy? Correct. I have, because he's part of the Valiant kind of universe, uh, he's ended up in some of the Harbinger stuff that I've read in the past, uh, but I had never... I had never read anything uh, about him. And to be honest, I was always weirded out because he had that weird red sun thing in there in the middle of his chest. But I don't know why that <laughs> turned me off, but it did. <laughs> yeah, this was my first uh, exposure to him. And uh, what was it? Probably five issues in this this one that we read? Uh, one through four. Yeah, sorry. Okay, it's four. four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but th- so the first issue... I was not impressed. I was like, this feels poorly written. The dialogue felt very like cookie cutter, throwaway action movie type stuff. And so issue two, things picked up a little. The the world kind of opens up a little bit and you start to learn a little bit more about what's going on. And by the end, I ended up – I'm not going to say it was like something that I, I – I'm going to tell everyone they need to run out and read, but I actually ended up enjoy, enjoying it by the end. So I, I wondered what your take on it was. Well, so, so you, the first few pages are very cookie cutter, but I think that's designed that way. Um, I think what they're trying to do is kind of set up who Bloodshot is. Um, Which we should, why don't you go into that a little bit, because for, yeah. for anyone that didn't read along with us, what, what exactly is going on with Bloodshot? Right, so um, U.S. soldier, uh, severely wounded in action, um, subject to a government medical experimentation where uh, he's injected basically with nanites, so tiny little robots, designed to repair his his body. Um and through kind of good uh, halfway decent story writing um it they make it so the nanites have basically become very specific to bloodshot so he they only really work in his blood so they're not they can't take the nanites out and try to give them to someone else um it only work there were other experiments it's it's very much like you know what happened with wolverine like how come yes. things worked with him and again it's it's a trope um you, you're gonna do it um but that was what i thought was really interesting though is um and it is a little it's not so much tropey but it's <laughs> this character is a mix of a marvel character and a dc character um, a couple Marvel characters, really, if you think about it, because he so he's got memories which are false memories, really. We don't know what's what might be real and what might not be 
what might be implanted from his past, but he's got all these overlapping memories of different families that he's had and different wives and different children and all this stuff. And, and he sees visions of them, which is almost a little Moon Knight-esque um, with, you know, with his split personalities and stuff. And then it's a very obvious Wolverine thing with, you know, him, the the military background, but also being able to pretty much come back from almost any kind of wound that you can think of but who are you who are you thinking dc wise i actually i i got it confused i I, it's because i got my deaths uh confused in my head no this character is deathlock and uh wade wilson uh deadpool so he's yeah he has a super healing ability um and he's deathlock he's basically being controlled you know, by another organization and he doesn't remember what he's doing. Um, I think they did the memory wipe reprogram thing a little bit better with bloodshot than they did with Deathlock, Um, because Deathlock it's, it's more like they're controlling him as a robot. Um, even though he's a real person, whereas with this, like they basically, you know, they they tell him, oh, yeah, you've got a wife and kid at home. This is your last mission. You know, your buddies were captured. you got to get in there and save your buddies this time. Um, you're the only one who can do it. Uh, they let him know that he has, like, certain uh, super, like, abilities, too. Uh, and then when he's done with the mission, he comes back and, they're just, and they wipe him clean and they and they do it to him again. And and he has discovered who he is more than one or discovered that he's kind of being programmed more than once. And they're just like, all right, we'll just wipe you clean again. Right. Um, right. Um, so I know that's always, that's kind of tropey, but um, I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, like his kind of discovery of who he is. Yeah. And th- there's also other interesting aspects that they throw in, uh, like the uh, pulse, the um, there are other like sort of super powered entities. There's this woman called pulse who essentially can send out sort of like an EMP that actually affects people, uh, which I thought was kind of a neat, um, you know, and she's definitely a government. She's literally in lockdown, you know, solitary confinement. Um you know, deprived of uh, any of her senses, that type of thing, you know, and the government just kind of unleashes her when they need her. Um, So that was kind of a neat, you know, thing that they threw in as well, is that, you know, Bloodshot doesn't exist in a world where he's the only kind of super-powered entity. There are other other things at play, too, so I thought that was kind of neat. But again, not... None of it is groundbreaking, but that doesn't mean it it can't be entertaining, you know what I mean? And like a, a good you know, almost like a, like a popcorn action flick type of thing. You can just kind of park your brain and, and read it. There's tons of action. It's pretty gory. Um, you know, so nothing, nothing that's going to be up for an Eisner award, but, but that doesn't make it bad. Um, yeah. I, I also, I, they, they do tie it in with, uh, some of the Harbringer stuff too. Um, which I like, and then kind of some of the other government kind of special forces that they create. I like it too, because there's a lot of tension between some of the different groups. Um, and I, I, I like that. There's more than one. It, it, it's not always clear who the good guy and who are the bad guys uh, in these right, situations. Right. Um, you definitely, by the end, don't like kind of the government controllers. Um, but yeah, that's... Um, if you move on past uh into volume two the rise and fall um that i think has a a better storyline um 
because you, you find out a little bit more about how they created that Pulse Girl and, you know, some of the other programs that are out there. Oh, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's also on com- Comixology as well. Uh, so it's it was easy. I think I read up until I don't I don't remember. I think volume, I think volume three or four is what's available on Comicsology because I just I just kept going because it was easy to keep going. Nice, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, but I I I enjoyed it. I know we did it because they're the new Vin Diesel movies coming out, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, and again, I think it's one of those things too where I know we make it sound like it's derivative, but it's it's tough to tell. You know. A hundred percent new story all the time, sure. but um, oh, actually, man, this goes. I must not have even read all these. These they have six volumes on Comicsology, um, so yeah, you can read quite a bit. Well, and this, this wasn't even like the origin stuff. We like jumped into like a mini series or a second series, right? This isn't the first stuff that came out from Valiant, right? I don't think so. Um, it didn't feel like it because I know the Valiant stuff was '90s, and it didn't. It felt like more of a, a modern artwork and and just storytelling and and all that. It, it felt very uh, like it came out probably within the last ten years. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. So this was 2012. I don't know what he had for his own individual stuff. Um, originally, I was trying to see. He definitely had a book when Valiant first came out because I remember, you know, in Wizard magazine seeing, you know, him and and um, the other ones in Valiant like Harbinger and all those. Um, yeah, I'm uh, trying to look quick. Here's just bloodshot because it looks like there's a new one to yeah. 2019. Yeah, I was just trying to see real quick, um, but yeah, the again, they Valiant also does a good job of staying within its own universe too. Um, they'll, they'll tie in all as many different characters as they can, um, which kind of, I, I kind of appreciate. Um, so it looks like the, f- um, 92. Okay. Yep. That makes, that makes sense. Oh, That's... and he was in Rye. R-A-I? Oh, yeah, that was like the ninja one, I think. That, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's where he he first starts off. Yeah. Yeah, so Valiant, I'm just trying to see what the publishing kind of history on. But I like, like I said, I think, I think they do a good job with, um, you know, keeping keeping him a little bit unique um not making him exactly like wolverine or exactly like deadpool or exactly like uh deathlock um yeah again, you can you can see he it pulls from certain things but again that doesn't mean it's it can't be a good story right exactly exactly yeah nice yeah so i i had fun reading it like i said i know it, i picked this one because i know there's a movie coming out i also i also do like finding ones that might be on comiXology as well so if somebody likes it uh and it was fun to do something i like doing ones outside of the kind of dc and marvel every once in a while too yeah yep no i like i thought it was a good pick because it's uh and you do a good job with this because a lot of times you'll you'll pick something that's like oh yeah i know about that or what that is kind of vaguely but i've never checked it out and and probably wouldn't on my own so i actually like that you pick some of those because it it does open things up to 
you know, checking out things that I, like I said, I wouldn't have on my own. And, um, you know, and now I know a little bit more about the character and, and all that. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought, it, like I said, it wasn't, wasn't amazing, but I, I definitely, um, you know, thought it was a, a pretty, you know, entertaining and, and held my attention. So definitely. Oh, yeah. It looks like he has a weird, like a different, a different like backgrounds. If, uh, I, cause I'm looking at him real quick that he wasn't necessarily a military character. Oh, interesting. That's also that um, has ties a little bit to Spawn as well. There's another another one of those, you know, military background. And, oh, man. Uh, I used to love... I I probably... That was probably one of the first comics that I really collected, um, but I, I haven't looked at it. I, I went back, and I I don't enjoy it as much as I did. I think it was because I was like a... Like a a teenager when i was reading some of that stuff and i just it doesn't yeah. appeal to me as much anymore yeah i read spawn from issue one all the way probably into at least the 50s or 60s it was it was when i was in college and uh yeah i remember liking it okay but at the end of the day you know me being a a, a writer and you know doing other stuff that uh, you know, creative type stuff like stand-up comedy and stuff like that. I think, I think in the end, it kind of always comes down to the storytelling. And after a while, I was like, "This, yeah, the art's great and everything, and there's some cool concepts, but the 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 actual writing was never really that good." No, it was it was all and it was always it would get convoluted quickly, like because there was so much spent on the art, and there, there's no denying that Todd McFarlane's like art style was awesome for that. Um, yeah, yeah, revolutionary in a lot of ways because it, it really kind of his Spider-Man kind of did things that no one had ever done with the character. Yeah, and like the like I just remember like some of the images of like Spawn standing on a building with the cape and the chains. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, but then there there that that whole like tie-in with hell and souls and stuff. It just it gets so convoluted, like. I think anytime you do like you have that whole idea of like soul count and all that stuff, it's it's tough because I know this is all make believe, but there's some parts of make believe that are easier for me to believe. <laughs> yeah. 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 All cool, right, yeah, but... I had fun with this one. I definitely yeah. I definitely did. Um and like I said, they the fact that it's something you could jump out on on Comixology if you had a subscription uh, and you can read a ton of it, I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a good, good pick, and uh, it is my turn to pick for next month. And I think, I think with the TV show coming out, I think it's time, Andy. I think it's time. Do you know, know what I'm gonna pick? Uh, Wandavision. Uh... No, that that intrigues me. I don't know what that show is gonna be, but I'll I'll definitely check it out. No, there is a show coming out, and this is one that we have talked about before and talked about covering. We have not covered it, but it is time to cover Lock and Key. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, and it is actually on Comicsology Unlimited right now. It is uh, it is on there, so you can you can if you have Comicsology Unlimited, it's the first volume, which is called Welcome to Lovecraft. That is available, and you can pick it up, and that's that's the one we'll be reading. I think it's probably five issues, maybe in that first one. Um, I'm trying to look right now. Um, Lock and Key, Welcome to Lovecraft. 
collects one through six. One through six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Joe Joe Hill, uh, who's uh, well known, obviously, for this, but also as a uh, as a novelist, and also happens to be the son of Stephen King. Uh, and actually, for those of you that um, uh, listen to the Nerd Herders podcast that Andy and I are on as well, uh, Justin Stino, the uh, producer and now sometimes uh, other host on the show, lives in a uh, town in New Hampshire where Joe Hill lives. And just like Stephen King up in up in Bangor in Maine, uh, <laughs> Justin and his wife Emily will see Joe Hill out and about uh, in town from time to time, like at the grocery store and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. He's he's the one who's writing Basketful of Heads that I'm enjoying. Oh, right he now. is? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's doing – that's what jumped me into um, – so, yeah, so that black label is in conjunction with – I think he has his own, yeah, Hill House Comics. Oh, cool. Uh, because there's another one that I tried that I just I'm not a big horror guy like um, like especially creepy horror because um, there's another one that um, the DC Black Label and Hill House is doing this one is Mike Carey and Joe Hill and I'm not sure who Mike Carey is uh, the Dollhouse family um, yeah, it's too it's too creepy for me. <laughs> too, too much. Oh, he did Lucifer and Hellblazer. Huh. Yeah, that, that name sounded Carrie. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah. And it's, it's he's British, so I could even though it's C A R E Y, I could be saying it completely wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's. Uh, I've learned my British, lesson on that. <laughs> the, the British stuff, and then sometimes the French too, like uh, like Patrick Waugh, the uh, yeah. legendary uh, Montreal Canadiens goaltender. It's R O Y, but. He's French Canadian, so it's wah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Lock and Key, Joe Hill, uh, art by Gabriel Rodriguez. Excellent. I I really like the artwork. Oh it's, yeah, Gabriel Rodriguez is really good. Yeah. So uh, and this it, it like we will obviously talk about it next month. But if you if you're a lot of times you're like oh I'll just see what the guys have to say. I don't necessarily read it. If you've never read Lock and Key, especially with the uh, with the show coming out, you should absolutely read this one. It is as long as you can handle horror and it's kind of dark and everything, but uh, it's not overly graphic, I, I don't think. But it's it does deal with some dark stuff. Um, actually, it might be graphic now that I think about it. I think it opens the fast. it's graphic in the first one, it doesn't get really weird until I think probably some of the later volumes, yeah. So, but it's a, it's a phenomenal story, it's very original. Uh, uh, just real quick to, to entice you, because I really want you guys to read this one with us. It's an old, um, is it set in Rhode Island? Or I know it's not Maine this time for being like Joe Hill, and, and uh, or maybe it's Massachusetts, but it's it's anywhere. It's somewhere on the coast in New England, old style house, and inside the house are all these different doors, and each door, and not even doors. Sometimes, sometimes there's other items in the house that all have locks and keys that go with them, and they each do uh very unusual things and it's just a it's a really original story and i i thought it was phenomenal it's been quite a while since i read it so i'm i'm actually really looking forward to revisiting it especially with the uh with the show coming out so yeah it's i think it says new england but i can't remember if it ever specifically says yeah it may not i for some reason massachusetts sticks in my head but um key house yeah, but anyway, Lock and Key, Volume 1, Welcome to Lovecraft. Highly recommend, and that's what we'll cover next month in Read This. 
GameMat.eu creates mats to game on. Bring your games to life and conquer the mightiest cities or discover long lost realms. Each battle mat is made from the finest rubber-based mouse pad material, so you can simply change your tabletop into a battlefield in no time. You can get your mat in a variety of sizes, plus you have your choice of resin terrain to add to your mat. Game on with GameMat.eu. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. All right, finally, the last segment is the somebodies where we discuss a character that we'd like to shed a little bit of light on. And it was my turn to pick this month, and I went with someone who uh, is featured in the new Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey movie, and that's Black Mask. Now, I don't know if that movie is going to be any good. Uh, I think it comes out, might, might have even come out tonight, um, or because uh, we're first weekend here in February is where we are recording. So I know it comes out tomorrow, but there might have been sneak previews because I thought I even saw somebody on Facebook said they had already seen it. I know people did not like Suicide Squad. Uh, I, I don't hate Suicide Squad. I actually think the first like whatever it is, 20 minutes or whatever, setting up the movie had a ton of potential. Uh, it just, I thought the overall story was, was kind of garbage, but um, so I don't know if this Harley Quinn movie is going to be any good. I'll probably see it. Cause it's got other characters in it that I like, like uh, black Canary is in it and Renee Montoya. So I'll probably see it, but I noticed in the trailers that they do show black mask. So I thought he would be a cool one to, uh, to talk about this month. Andy, did you know much about him? No, I didn't. Um, I know, like, I've seen his character mostly in the animated, um, some of the animated movies, Batman movies, uh, like uh, the Red Mask. No, not Red Mask. Is that it? It's a uh, Red Red Hood. Red Hood. Red Hood. Yes, sorry, got Masked Hood confused. <laughs> um, so I know him mostly from that. Um, I didn't even realize that that's who, um, who the kind of the main adversary was going to be inside of. Um, uh, the uh, Harley Quinn movie. I don't Harley even know. If, I, he may just be featured. I don't know. I don't even know either. Oh, no. He looks like he's like the bad guy. The bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not um, wearing a mask, though. Oh, it's actually it's it's. Well, no, I saw in the there's one in the trailer where he puts the mask on. Oh, OK. I didn't see. Yeah, that it's you and McGregor, which I didn't even realize. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nice. So he, so a little background on Black Mask, uh, and I'll talk about where I first uh, saw him. Debuted in Batman number 386 in August of 1985. Uh, it was created by Doug Mensch and Tom Mandrake. And even though, like, I was kind of aware of him, he had shown up here and there uh, in in some Batman stories, but the the point that I really noticed him and well where he was a big uh, part of a storyline was when I was reading uh, this was at one of the times I've talked about like with Batman I kind of go in and out I'll, I'll collect for a while and then I'll drop off and then I'll go back but during this one point when I was uh, collecting was the storyline No Man's Land which there was a giant earthquake in Gotham uh, essentially Gotham was almost cut off from the rest of the U.S. because it and it was declared no man's land uh, because things were so bad after the earthquake and Arkham Asylum uh, was essentially ruptured enough so that the you know the prisoners escaped same thing with like Blackgate uh, Penitentiary so you had uh, essentially uh, 
sort of like a um, just a, 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 a what's the word for it? The like a militia state um, within Gotham because uh, everyone else had kind of left them to fend for themselves. And Black Mask was one of the major players in that, uh, becoming the leader of a uh, of a cult during the the time of uh, No Man's Land. And I really enjoyed that storyline. I thought it was a neat idea, even though, again, somewhat derivative. It's almost like an Escape from New York type thing. But um, but I thought it was a really fun, entertaining storyline. And Black Mask was the was kind of like one of the main bad guys in there. And I, I didn't know a ton about him before then. So that's kind of where he was on the radar for me. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, dates back to 85. He's pretty much a criminal mastermind. He's got kind of a dark past where he... Uh, uh, he killed his parents, like burned down his mansion. But he was um, buddies with like Wayne as a kid. Yes. Yep. There's another one of those. There, there's a bunch of those where it's like, oh, the, <laughs> yeah. You know, is it, um, is it Batman that, that creates these bad guys? You know, do they form around him or is he fighting the bad guys? You know what I mean? That it's that question that's been asked in the Batman mythos from time to time. And you look at some of these people from his childhood that, that have come back to be bad guys. And it's like, yeah, there are, there are quite a few. So, so, you know what else I thought was interesting too is so, you know, they, they play up, especially in some of the newer iterations that his mask has like mind control powers. Um, and, you know, so then, you know, he's like, he's never friends with like Mad Hatter because they have that same thing. So then I started looking like or thinking about all of the villains that Batman faces that have like mind control powers, like, or like specifically affect like your ability to think. Um, and if you re- like, it's a lot. Like, yeah, there, there are quite a few. Yeah, like because in even the ones that you don't think of uh, as out like outright mind control, a lot of what they do is like manipulate. Um, you know, because you've got like Poison Ivy, like all the time she's doing something that does some type of like mind control. You know, it's so it's always. I, you know, you have characters like the Riddler, who's all about like puzzles. Scarecrow, you know, they're all um even um mad hatter you mentioned even yeah even some more obscure ones like i was thinking of uh eclipso too yeah like there's just a lot like there's a lot of people out there um i think yeah even like even some of the other ones like calendar man um clue master they're all they're all like puzzle or mind related uh, and I, I wonder if that goes to batman you know world's greatest detective if it if that's something that they try and key on with him is is giving him opponents that are not physical matches for him but but like you know mental matches for him. so i was thinking the same thing but then you have like Bane and Croc, like you, well, you exa- balance it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have like the exact opposites too. Like, although Bane, the cool thing about Bane was, even though he wasn't portrayed that way in the um, the first uh, on-screen iteration in uh, Batman and Robin, uh, where he was mindless, Bane was incredibly intelligent as he was first, um, you know, introduced in the in the comics, and that's actually in, in Dark Knight Rises as well. Uh, in the movie. yeah, yeah, that's true. He does. Well, in different versions, he's because in some of the live action, not the live, the uh, the cartoon stuff, he's dumb again. But then in others, he is smart. So yeah, 
but but you're right. That is an interesting juxtaposition because you mentioned Killer Croc, who's who's the big, muscly, uh, dumb guy, and then uh, Amygdala is another great example of that. Who's literally like that part of his brain, you know, is kind of um, that that controls like rage and and everything. That's kind of how he uh, exists as well. So yeah, yeah, that's no. That's and an again, there's there's so many like villains in in the rogues gallery but like i was just looking at like some of the the big ones like they they have a tendency to be like mind control related yeah i never thought about that but you're right there are a bunch of those that have that or some sort of manipulation of of emotions or or whatever like Like, hugo strange i get like yeah yeah yeah. another good example and and the other thing too with black mask is that he's um he's we were talking about, you know, Bloodshot being derivative. Black Mask is derivative of of really multiple Batman bad guys. If you think about it, we've already talked about like the the mind control aspect, but he's also used like um uh like toxins and stuff with and put masks on people that kind of poisons them and and leaves them like all disfigured and everything, which is very much a like a Joker type thing as well. And so you know what's really funny? So I was reading this and I had never kind of put the connection together i know the halle berry Catwoman is not a great movie but oh my gosh like i realized that um the even though it's a woman um now i forget sharon stone's character is almost like the black mask because it's that it's the pharmaceutical like um cosmetic company like oh yeah that's right I was like, it's like it's poisoning. The actual stuff is poisoning people. I was like, wait a second. I remember this story from somewhere else. And I was like, oh, that's that's basically the villain inside of the Catwoman movie. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. You're right. There's so much that I want to forget about that movie. (laughs) I think Halle Berry is a great Catwoman. And that is the only redeeming thing of that movie. She she was a good pick. It's just yeah, it's not a. I just don't know why they bothered to m- make it Catwoman aside from trying to capitalize on some name recognition because she has nothing to do with that actual comic book character. Like it's like it's tenuous at best. Yeah, yeah. I thought, and again, it's one of those things where I don't blame Haley Berry at all. Yeah, yeah. It's uh... Benjamin Bratt. That's who I blame. <laughs> So um, Black Mask has been, Andy mentioned in a few other things, uh, like uh, animated series and things like that. Also in the uh, the Arkham video games, which um, have you played any of those video games, Andy? They're really So great. you know what's funny is I played like I think the first two, um, but they they got overly repetitive for me, I think. Yeah, they, they are. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's in there as well. So um, yeah, Black Mask, kind of kind of a cool character. Uh, nothing overly unique about him, but he, he does definitely have a cool look, like that mask, the black skull mask. Man, and, I want to see if I can find a print of that that they have on. It's Batman six three six. It's that one where he's sitting there with a gun pointed at you, and it's it's a really like yeah, that's ebony actually skull. Yeah, on Wikipedia, that's actually the the picture that shows um, that that it shows. And and again, speaking of derivative, the black mask looks pretty much like the Red Skull, but done in black. I mean, it's pretty, oh yeah, pretty close. I mean, it's it's hard not to be derivative of that. Like that's that character's a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, so overall, kind of a cool character, and I'll be interested to see. I mean, I probably won't see Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey at the theater. I'll probably wait. It'll probably be on TNT in like a month, but um, uh, but I will watch it when it when it comes out, and I'll be curious to see. And I, I like Ewan McGregor, so that's an interesting choice there. So it'll be cool to see what they do with him in the uh, uh, in the movie. And uh, any of the listeners, if you guys do check out the movie and want to let us know what you thought, we'd love to hear from you uh, about the new Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey movie. All right, anything else on Black Mask, Andy? No, like I said, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they play his character up, but I think... I'll tell you, like in terms of how uh, how a supervillain looks, man, he's got a cool look. Oh, he does for sure. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things that uh, you know drew me to um, to him and wanting to talk about him and seeing, like I said, that that one quick shot in the trailers of the movie for uh, for the Black Mask. I was like, oh yeah, okay, we should talk about him. So, uh, okay, cool. All right, we're gonna move on. Someone has mixed an amazing Spider-Man in with the Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man series. This will not stand. All right, so we have made it to the end of another issue. And just like our favorite comic books of yore, the uh, the last few pages of the issue are the uh, the mailbag. And we got a question this month. This was a direct message one on our Hero Man and Sidekick Boy Facebook page. So I'm not positive that our listener wants his full name read because he did direct message us. I don't necessarily think he doesn't, but I'm just going to say it was from Paul. And Paul, if you write us back and, and you say, oh, no, it's cool. I would, you know, you can totally use my last name. Then we, then we will. him. He added I, the whistleblower. <laughs> but I just, I because it was a direct message, I'm like, well, maybe he just wanted wanted to, to ask it, um, you know, on the down low. But uh, uh, he had a he had a good question. I'll read. Um, uh, I'll read what Paul says. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, new listener to the show, but longtime nerd herders listener. Question for the mailbag: What advice would you give to someone just getting into comic books? Maybe another way to put it is, how do you guys read comic books? Uh, I know it's a broad question." Uh, to a personal story, um, broad question. So, oh, okay, he's got a personal story. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So he's going back and he's rereading some of the '80s GI Joe comics, which obviously Andy and I love. We've we've talked about them on here a lot. Um, so he said he uh, he revisited those and uh, had a renewed interest and picked up uh, some other uh, comics uh, at this friend's house and. Says after a few minutes, realized that uh, the first issue had no words, and all I had and I had read the whole thing in about two minutes. Uh, clearly, I must be doing something wrong here. Uh, made me think about comics in general. Aside from reading the words, do you spend a lot of time looking at the artwork or researching the background of the characters in the issue, or read the comic a few times through before considering it finished? Um, Maybe you read the Sea Monkeys advertisement over and over. <laughs> nice callback, Paul. Um, it could be that I'm used to non-comic books, but this, uh, but was still surprised at how quickly I was able to read through the stack. Is that normal? Um, so it's kind of two parts. Let's let's tackle the first part here. We we do get asked a lot um, by people like, how do you jump into comic books? And um, I think for me personally, and I'll let Andy re- uh, give his answer. But for me. Um, it depends on two things. Are you going to physically purchase comic books or are you looking at um, reading them digitally? And maybe Andy can handle the digital part of it. But um, for me, if you are going to go into a comic book shop and pick up some physical comics, the thing for me would be that I would always tell people is trust the comic book shop 
owner and the people that are there. For the most part, you're not going to get like the jerky, you know, douchey people like comic book guy from The Simpsons. For the most part, you're going to get people that work at the comic book shops that love comic books, read a ton of comic books, and are more than happy to, to help you find something. So I would say trust those people. Maybe tell them, oh, this is a character I like or, or these are TV shows that I like or just kind of give them a feel for what you enjoy in other medias or in other media or other characters and most good comic book shops will have people that are going to steer you in the right direction and like I was saying before with me jumping into Batman right in the middle of a story arc don't be afraid to do that either just you're, you're not going to be able to go back and start on issue one of you know something that's in the 300s just just jump in with both feet and um, and you'll catch up and after a couple issues you'll be right up to speed so that would be my suggestion as far as for, for getting into comics so um, Andy what would you say to that? So yeah, so I do a lot of digital, but one of the ways I got back into comics, um, I found trades were a really easy way to get in, um, because one of the the downsides downsides of a single issue is it's exactly that it's a single issue. So a really good one may take me, you know, an hour, but a lot of comics I'm I'm going to be through pretty quick so i found that in the beginning i really liked trades because i wasn't exactly sure what i wanted to buy so rather than buying five or six kind of suggested single issues i could buy one trade and have something i could really sit and and read and read through because i'm not i'm not a collector i'm not i'm not bagging even when i do buy physical comics now i don't bag them like i don't i don't bag them and board them that's just that's never going to be my thing um so i think another way if you're going to go with physical comics is you know pick up a trade and you i love the idea of supporting the local comic book store but you know look at your local bookstore too um that's that's another way you can support like a local bookstore too is and trade. Yeah, libraries. Sorry to cut you off there, Andy, but a lot of libraries will carry trade paperbacks. So if you have a local library, um, yeah, go see what they have. And even if they don't, most of them are willing to order things as well. Yeah, and I think that's an easy way to get a taste for a new character too. Because then you could, if they have a new ongoing series, you can you can jump into it. Um, and, and for me, that's a that's a great way. You know, one of my favorite, and actually, that's one that I forgot to mention in the pull list. Um, kind of alternate series uh, from Marvel that's been out there is the one that started with the old man Logan trade. Um, and in fact, they have a new one out. I forgot to, forgot to mention when we were talking, um, that's all about, um, kind of the, some of the, uh, and, uh, descendants of some of the superheroes trying to, trying to recover what happened, uh, in the, from the old man Logan storyline. But that's, to me, that's a great way. I think once you get a feel for what you like to read, um, you know, supporting a local comic store is huge. But if you truly did read through that fast, Comicsology is awesome for that because you can buy three or four different comics one week and try out the single issues um, and and go through them pretty quick and go back. And especially, I know Cha Ching, if you sign up for 
kind of comicsology unlimited i go in every month and find some random stuff to to read so digital has made it much easier for me to read a lot of random comics but when i got back into reading comics it was definitely uh trades um and that made it that made it easier for me and that's still like when i go like when i'm in new york city and i go to midtown um comics i love just they have they have so many trades. I know like I could find those trades on Amazon. You know, I can go to a store and there'll be, you know, a couple trades, but they literally have every trade, you know, it's there. Um, and it's fun. You can kind of look, you can find something that piques your interest. Yeah, I think that's a great recommendation too. And just a, something real quick to mention about uh, digital comics is you might say, oh, I don't have a tablet or, you know, or, you know, I don't know, can I read them on my laptop or whatever? You can read them on your PC. You can, because it's Comixology is a, a website too. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll take my laptop and I'll hook an HDMI up to the, um, the TV in, uh, that I have in the bedroom. And I'll I'll put the comics up on there because you can do the guided view where it's like every panel and it's it's huge on the TV and it's easy to read and that you get to really enjoy the artwork. So um, that's something you can do as well as you, you can you can literally read comics on your TV if you if you want to do it and it's not hard to do. So um, uh, the other thing I'll say, too, is like I was saying about, you know, telling the comic book clerk or, or owner or whatever what you like um be specific like if you're like oh i like batman what batman do you like do you did you like the, the you know the nolan movies did you like batman the animated series do you like the campy 60s tv show so you know tell them as specifically as you can so that they can kind of get a feel for your taste it's like or it's like oh I, you know i like fantasy i like lord of the rings or i like uh you know crime stuff there there are comics for pretty much every interest so um yeah there don't be afraid to to just try stuff and uh, uh because there's so much good stuff out there and you know andy reads a ton and and i'm trying to read more but we're just two dudes and there's so many things out there that <laughs> that we don't cover so yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that I want. Like, I'm trying to be a little bit better now. Even like, there's even more stuff out there that I want to read. Um, one of the other points you made too is about how fast you went through. Like, there are times that I will flip through an entire comic to look at the whole thing, and then I'll go back and read it, or I'll read it, and then I'll go back and flip through uh, and look at the art. Um, sometimes depending on how involved the story is i do it's just like a regular book where i have to flip back a page or two and be like wait did i read that right um and then go forward i don't look up as much as i used to um because a lot of times i'm starting series off like on a number one so there's not as much i have to go back uh and look at but every once in a while especially with things like Marvel and DC where you, there might be grabbing like a weird character that you haven't seen before. If they don't do a good job explaining it or they reference something then I might go back um, and, and look it up. Um, but that's, you know, I think I do that with anything, you know, if I'm reading a book or reading an article, I might end up in that kind of Wikipedia black hole. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to answer that part of the question, Paul, I, I try to – I don't really have the time anymore to read something new 
multiple times. When I was a kid, that was, man, I would, I would get that new issue of G.I. Joe, and I would read it and immediately flip back and read it again. And before the next issue came out the next month, I would probably read it at least another three, four times. Um, and so that's why I, that's probably a, a big reason I love that G.I. Joe series so much, is that I've literally read every issue of that comic multiple times um and and i would do that with other stuff the, the you know the star wars series the punisher that type of stuff that i was reading as a kid don't have as much time for that now but i'm also aware of that as an adult so what i will do is i will make myself pay attention to the artwork and not just like rush through and read the word balloons and and captions and things i will make sure that i pause long enough on each panel to kind of take in the artwork and and enjoy kind of the full experience of of what a comic book is which is that great blend of of prose and and artwork so um i don't i don't read them over generally but i do try and take my time and, and go through and uh make sure that i'm getting everything out of it yeah um Guided view has been fun for that. Um, it's been, as I get a little bit older, it's easier on the eyes. Yeah, <laughs> um, to be able to focus in on some of the the text and stuff. Um, but yeah, I I can get through. Like I said, I can get through some comics super fast. But like Black Panther, who has an excellent writer writing for it, like a lot of times that it, like there's a lot of words on the page for that one. So that one will take me a little bit longer, but then every once in a while there'll be an issue where it's, it's more action and stuff. So sometimes it does, it does vary. Um, now his comment about kind of getting through the stack, was that his older GI Joe ones? Is that? No, no, I think, I think he was saying he had, he had was at a friend's house and like picked up a few uh, books to kind of thumb through. Yeah. It depends. Like there are, there are definitely, you know, comics that you can, you can easily fly through. And especially if the story isn't engaging, like, you know, just because Spider-Man has been out forever doesn't mean that every storyline for Spider-Man is, is good. Um, so sometimes you do, you pick one up and you, you end up flipping through it because it's just, it's not, it's not as engaging. Um, which again is another reason I know I'm spending the same amount of money, but with the digital ones, then I don't like, I don't have it lying around. <laughs> so I feel like, right, right. like I got, I, you know, that three bucks that I spent on it, if it gave me an hour's worth or even 20 minutes worth of entertainment, like what that's, that's the cost of like a cup of coffee somewhere. So, you know, yeah. I look at it, I, that's how I look at it now. Um, and that's why I don't mind kind of finding some, you know, taking a little bit more chances and i do think it's a little bit easier for me to take chances with the digital stuff because when i go into a comic book store they can't carry everything everything um and i can't get into a store you know on on every wednesday you know right um so that's that's the other thing too which is why i also suggested the trades in the beginning because that's an easy way to get a bunch of stuff to read that's fun and cool if you're not sure where you want to go yet yeah yep yeah that's a great point yeah and uh, trades are a nice little bite size intro into something and it's not a huge money or time investment you know a lot of them are anywhere from like four to six issues to maybe 10 or 12 um 
so you can you can check something out and you know if you're like oh this isn't for me then it's not you haven't lost a lot of time and money but if you like it then you're like oh man there's a ton more of this i can keep going so yeah trades i think i think that's a great suggestion andy yeah so thank you so much to Paul for that question. And I, I also want to give Paul a shout out because he, he sent also in his message, he sent a cool link to some stuff he does on Thingiverse. Andy, you're going to have to go look up that message. I'm going because, right now. Because on Thingiverse, he's got a bunch of stuff that 3D models, I can't quite tell the scale. I, I Obviously, they're 3D, so you can, you can make them different scales. But it looks like they're roughly, you know, maybe matchbox size. He's done a bunch of G.I. Joe vehicles. The one he sent the link to is to the killer whale. The, um, oh, yeah. It's awesome. So, yeah. I and why I didn't get a notification of this message. Yeah, they're on. Maybe when I saw it, maybe it knocks yours off. You know what I mean? Because it's not a new message anymore because I answered oh, it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, on Thingiverse, uh, if you're a 3D printer person, go and look for um, uh, some of these G.I. Joe things. Uh, Paul says that he's modeled most of the Joe toys from 82 to 85-ish, and some friends have picked up the slack and are making from 85 on. They look awesome. There's there's the 3D render, but then there's some actual ones that are painted up. They are super cool, and our buddy uh, Justin from the Nerd Herders podcast has a a 3D printer. Andy has a 3D printer, so I'm probably going to be bugging you guys uh, for these because these are super cool. Yeah, I think Justin will be able to do a better print, but um, with his just, resin one, yeah, he, yeah. But I'm getting like I'm getting a new. I'm not getting a resin one because I I like mine mostly for terrain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so. All right, Jabberwock, here we go. Yeah, these are awesome, Paul. So again, Paul, thank you so much for the question. Um, glad to have you on board. Thank you so much for listening to Nerd Herders as well. We appreciate that. And uh, I love getting questions from from people that we haven't heard from before. So uh, if you want to send us a message like Paul did, you can uh, uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, Hero Man and Sidekick Boy, real easy to find. Also, the Freebooters Network um, has uh, has its own Facebook entity, and you can you can reach us through there as well. Send us a direct message. Send us, you know, just post something right on the uh, on the Facebook page whatever you want to do to keep in touch with us we really do appreciate it. we love hearing from you guys and uh it's it's very rewarding to have that interaction with with listeners and know that you guys are out there and and you know have questions for us or just want to you know talk about comic books we we really appreciate that yeah i definitely yeah i love the questions that's one of my favorite favorite things oh my gosh i just came across some stuff on paul's thing that Owen's gonna love. He's got some Star Wars stuff in here too. Oh, nice, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. I've said thank you like eight hundred times to Paul. But I again, yeah. really, it was it was a great question. Um, some some good insight there, and and a little bit deeper questions about just the whole getting into comic thing, and also just the the awesome three uh, D stuff is <laughs> is super cool, and I can't wait to get some of that and and paint that stuff. Even though I, I don't even know what I'd do with it, I just want to paint that like little killer whale that looks awesome. Yeah, that's oh, the flight pod. <laughs> the flight pods there. Oh, the, the trouble bubble. That one. Yeah. Oh, oh the gonna, Manta. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna go down that rabbit hole as soon as we're done recording and start looking at that, and I'll probably send you and Justin a big list. Be like, I want all these printed. Well, like I said, I literally just bought a new one two days ago. It, it's being shipped, so nice. I could I could potentially have a few little toys for you by um, Nerd Herders. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah. So. 
All right. Well, I think we've uh, I think we've come to the end of this episode, but I had a lot of fun tonight. Uh, we talked about some cool stuff and uh, had good conversation about uh, how to get into comics and all that type of stuff. And uh, so and British TV, all, all sorts of things. We were all over the place tonight. I but can't I can't believe you watched Are You Being Served. I did. I loved it. I loved it. I know that's, that's just like that is so random, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there, there wasn't a ton of stuff on back then, and you know, middle school and. Uh, uh, the early years of, of high school, it wasn't like I was hanging out with all the popular kids. I, I didn't even have buddies to play D&D with. I, I didn't even have nerd friends to hang out with that much. So Saturday night, I was generally home watching PBS, apparently. Yeah, that's, but, uh, I love it. I love it, Ian, though. That's, uh, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we're, we're going to wrap up here, but uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Andy. This was a fun one. Yeah, it was. Awesome. We will be back next month and talk more comic book stuff. Please check out Lock and Key and read along with us for uh, for read this for next time. And do send us questions for the mailbag or chime in with stuff that you've read that you think we might like. Any anything like that. Any way you want to get in touch with us, we love it. So uh, signing off for for Andy Howard. I'm Ian Clark. We will talk to you guys next month. Until then, it's a four color world. We're just living in it. This has been Hero Man and Sidekick Boy, a part of the Freebooters Network. Please check out our Facebook page and head to the Freebooters Forum to engage with us about the current episodes or about things you'd like to hear us talk about. And please check out our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening.